Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Officer Roll Call Podcast. This is Paul Peluso, the editor of Officer Magazine, and I'm joined as always by Frank Borelli, the editorial director of Officer Media Group. How's it going today, Frank? Pretty good, Paul. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing bad. Um, I think we're we're all off to a pretty good uh, start of our new year, and um, we we just had the uh, January February issue of Officer Magazine come out um, a few days ago, and we wanted to talk about some of the stories that are in this issue. And this episode is going to be all about um, artificial intelligence and law enforcement. So, Frank, as as you know, this issue was kind of centered around traffic safety and enforcement. Um, But within a couple of those stories, we discussed the uh, presence of AI and some of the things that are used within traffic safety and also our command Q&A piece. Um, The last page of the magazine is about uh, the Corpus Christi Independent School District uh, using zero eyes and how they use, um, you know, technology that that takes advantage of uh, artificial intelligence for their security measures. So. Let's uh, get into it first, Frank. If you want to talk a little bit about how you've seen, you know, artificial intelligence used more within law enforcement over the past few years, you know, it's really interesting, Paul, because you don't think about the ways that it is there. Uh, and anytime you have software, hardware, computers, um, anything today, you've got artificial intelligence involved, right? Um, we. Uh, first saw it, I think, where it really paid, where it really dawned on me. Like I never paid attention to it in the, in the laptops. I never paid attention to it in the smartphones. Um, we were at a, and I think I put this in the, one of the articles I wrote, we were at a, a, a IACP show, I think. And I saw a major emergency lighting company, sound off signal had um, built into their system where if the left alley light was on, and the driver got out of the car, then the left alley light would would turn off automatically, so you didn't blind the driver. And while that really is just a couple of switches working together with a couple of sensors, we call it artificial intelligence because something happens automatically that we don't have to directly control. Um, it we you know it's it's almost hard to see where it is to be able to talk about it but it's it's almost harder when you think about it to figure out where it's not it's in all of our data management it's all in all of our video management it's in all of our video redaction um it's in all of our facial recognition software or facial tracking software it's built into the software for our body cameras um there's automated functions in almost every radio now the artificial intelligence whether it is simply the if-then statements in switches um, and controls and sensors, or whether it is truly uh, artificial intelligence that's developing information based on uh, data analysis that it does through some algorithm or whatever, it it is is saturating every bit of law enforcement uh, as it exists out there today, except for the hard tools. You know, except for your uniforms, your guns and stuff, it's it's everywhere. Yeah, and I, I think when we talk about, you know, technology and how there's so much more technology today than there was even a decade ago uh, used within law enforcement, that's, you know, usually really what we're talking about with uh, AI and how it's used that. 
there, there's so much data that's collected by these departments uh, that you have to have a way to sort it and that the amount of manpower hours would just be, uh, you know, it's it's a lot. So our coworker Joe Vince wrote the story, uh, AI demystified uh, in the, the subhead here is uh, law enforcement off officials are turning to artificial intelligence to help close cases faster and keep officers safe on the streets. So this was part of our traffic safety and enforcement um, special section. And yeah, he talked to IPRO um, America and he also talked to Trulio and a couple of different departments in here about the way that they use AI um, in their products and in their uh, in their agencies to help sort through, especially body cam, um, you know, dash cam video, and just video that they collect from different uh, cameras throughout their jurisdictions. So, you know, when you look at this, Frank, you know, you, you can see that it really it really helps cut down on the manpower hours it takes to sift through all this video. Oh yeah. And, and that's what I was talking about when I said something about um, yeah. the, the data storage and the video management. When you look at redacting video, um, even if it's just blurring faces or license plate numbers or addresses uh, to have a system that can do that automatically saves just countless man hours. When you think about what it would take for one person to go through a video frame by frame, remembering that there's a minimum of 25 frames per second on a video. And then you've got 10 minutes of video. Um, you know, it's what, 600 seconds and, and 30 frames per second, 18,000 frames. Somebody's got to go through if I'm doing the math right in my head on not enough coffee this morning. Um, and, and to have to blur out every face that's not allowed to be shown or address or license plate or any other data that you want to have redacted. That's just a huge task. It's so time consuming. And for artificial intelligence to be able to do it, it's very quick and easy. You just kind of tell it one time, this is what we want to hide. It learns and applies it across the length of the video. It, it's a tool that you can't, you just can't put a dollar value. Yeah. When Joe spoke to uh, Anthony Sassone, uh, CEO and co-founder of Trulio, um, he told one of the departments that they work with is the Aurora Police Department in uh, Colorado. And he told Joe that they can process uh, nearly a year of uh, data in just a single weekend, which just really tells you, you know, how quickly the, this software can work. And a lot of times it's, uh, you know, it, it's autonomous that you don't need a human in charge of it while it does all of that updating and, and cataloging. And uh, for you know, we always talk about how smaller police departments make up most of the agencies in, in the U.S. Um, that, that's something that's very useful. Absolutely, because the smaller you are, uh, agency size-wise, the, the heavier of an impact the, this demand of man hours becomes. Um, you know, for, for New York City with 36,000 cops, if you take one person to, to uh, view and edit video it's not that big of a deal but if you've got a five-man agency and you take one person it's 20 percent of your police department they can't go out on patrol because they're doing this so you know the ai truly is a, a tool that um it, what do they call it a man a manpower multiplier it, it really brings a lot of, of force to bear when it looks at freeing up your staff to do other stuff so I want to shift over to uh, this another story, one that you wrote, and you kind of mentioned at the beginning here, um, AI and patrol and emergency lighting. 
uh, where we talk about how we don't realize how saturated uh, everything already is with AI or the power that it brings and specifically about sound off signals uh, products that allow, you know, the lights to be kind of controlled uh, in a way where when you do that, that there are certain sensors involved where if you open a door, or you step in front of a certain light, it'll, it'll turn off or that lights can be synchronized. Yep. So can you talk a, a little bit about that technology and uh, how it can help? So again, I go back to the quote unquote old days where we used to have, you know, lights on our cars um, and more lights means more visibility. So you'd have the 360s on top. Um, you'd have something on your rear deck talking about the old Crown Victoria. Then you have something in your grill. Well, when you pull traffic stop um, and you went up to the, the offender vehicle, all that light on the front of your car, when you were done with the offender and going back to your car, could become quite blinding. Um, the same thing when you have all that light to the back of your vehicle and your backup officer shows up, his lights on the front can be blinding you and your lights on the back of your cruiser can be blinding him. So a, a automated system, the AI, if you will, that recognizes you have a need to stay visible and have lights on, but you don't need to blind officers. Uh, when the backup officer shows up, the sensors detect that vehicle's lighting and turns off the backlighting on the primary officer's car. So it's not, it's not blinding the backup. The backup officer's vehicle goes, hey, I don't need all these front lights. So we're not blinding the primary officer. And the, the way the, the vehicles can talk to get each other, so to speak, um, through their sensors, through their automated switching, and then um, the really cool part to me that they can synchronize their lighting uh, because there is a distinct difference in the chaos of just three or four or five different vehicles, each one of them with 3,000 to 3,500 flashes per minute on their vehicle, all out of sync can be quite overwhelming versus once they get in sync and, and your brain can kind of process the, okay, this is what the environment is now and this is what I need to adapt to. Um, it's, it's a huge strength to me that we take this keeping track of what lights are where, when, what the siren's doing. We take that out of the human control, right? It's one less thing for the officers to worry about so they can focus on what they need to focus on. Officer survival, risk awareness, getting the, the traffic stop process finished and done, sent on their way, or you know, getting the, the suspect in handcuffs uh, searched properly in a vehicle. And we're not distracted by what are my lights doing? What's my siren doing? Do I have to change that? Am I blinding that guy? Wow, why are his lights like that? All the distractions that come from emergency lighting are really being minimized now, thanks to the power of AI. So I actually spoke with uh, one of Sentinel Signals lead product trainers and applications consultants, um, Matt Ayers, uh, a few years ago for a story that I did. And he talked about just, you know, this exact thing about with, with the lights being able to um, have them synchronized and set up the different sensors. And, you know, one of the things he told me is that he said that he realized that um, they need, they need to turn the lights off or down while interviewing people, getting information uh, from them, because whether they know that um, they are distracted or not, they are distracted. And it's yep. like when the sirens going off in the background and how easy um, it would be to have a conversation with someone and basically told me that uh, people are vis visual creatures and the whole time those lights are flashing is the equivalent of the siren being on as far as distraction. You have to have strategies to manage that. 
I, yep. I think that's exactly, you know, what we're seeing with some of this stuff. And, you know, it's, it's taken a long time to, to take hold that a couple of different companies are doing similar things with lights. And you know, I, I definitely think that it's something we can see more of down the line. Oh, hundred percent. We're, we're going to get to a day where the emergency lighting controls monitor the text and voice communications. And then without the officer even having to take action, we'll see, um, you know, the vehicle recognizes this is an emergency response and turn on the lights and sirens automatically or turn them off within a certain distance of a, a target address. So you have a silent deployment, an invisible deployment. Uh, the, definitely that day's coming. So the last uh, article I want to talk about that's in the January, February issue is uh, our command Q&A feature, AI and law enforcement, where I spoke to police chief Kirby Warnke from the Corpus Christi uh, Independent School District in in uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas, and he talked about how they use different technology, um, especially technology that uses artificial intelligence, including zero eyes. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Zero Eyes, it's a it's a software uh, that is used to, you know, we, we've talked about facial recognition in the past, and it's actually weapon um, recognition where it can spot, you know, a handgun or a rifle. Uh, within the video and they it, it can call together all this you know all the video that's coming through the system and in flag um, an image so you know that that information is used uh, you know send back to the agency and let them know and and basically zero eyes has a staff on hand that that goes through and you know they get the alert and then they review that alert to find out if it's credible or not. And then they send it back to the agency. And, you know, software like this can be very helpful, um, especially when it comes to schools, when it comes to, uh, you know, larger scale events or, you know, shopping malls, airports, stuff, stuff like that, where you have a lot of people um, in one spot at one time. Um, and, you know, he says that they've had a lot of success uh, using this, especially when it comes to swatting calls, that they've been swatted a few times where, you know, a, a threat is called in um, and it, or a 911 is false 911 call is called in. And that way, you know, they ended up working with Zero Eyes to find out that it wasn't credible and that they didn't have to send everyone, you know, right. they you know, that they were able to kind of circumvent some of that. So he said that a lot of that, and then also with uh, children around the schools using airsoft guns and playing like when, when school's out, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, they get calls from neighbors and having that video and zero eyes spotting it through the video where uh, cameras are set up around the school that, you know, instead of, sending people in, sending uh, officers in ready um, that, that they kind of know what they're getting into before they get there. It amazes me, Paul, that we can tell the difference or that, that an AI system can tell the difference between an airsoft gun and a real gun. You know, one's firing plastic pellets with compressed air. The other one's firing live ammo, right? Bullets with uh, gunpowder explosions or burning. Um <clears throat> but it's but it is a huge and valuable tool, and I suspect we'll see it a lot more in the physical security realm, where we use AI to monitor magnetometers and density scanners and combine data 
to see potential threats or weapons coming into given areas. Uh, I think it's going to grow and, um, it, you know, it, it'll get integrated into other uh, systems. A lot of AI powers our automated um, communication systems or automated contact systems. So if your house alarm goes off, as the example, uh, you're, there's an AI in your alarm system that automatically calls the alarm company to alert an operator that your alarm went off and what the conditions of that were. And that analysis, you know, do we call the police? Do we not call the police? Whatever. I think we're going to see a lot of that, but even at a higher level, a commercial level, where you have a uh, whole business office, business buildings, where um, you have the the whole suite of access control tools and, and intrusion detection tools and all that that's controlled by AI so that by time an alert gets out, uh, look, it, we've got two people that came in this door, uh, they broke, they, they pick or broke the lock, they've got these weapons. Here's their path to travel. This is where that looks like they're going. Uh, you know, we, it'll, it'll just be such a huge strength when it fully develops. And I'm not sure fully is the right way. As it evolves, it will become a big strength, bigger strength. And then where does it go from there? It, it's just going to keep growing. Yeah, I think the big part of a lot of this technology is it's more that it's computer assisted than completely you know, automated all the way, like with, mm -hmm. with zero eyes, there has to be a human element there to decipher whether or not something is credible that, uh, that they get a lot of tips from, you know, the software, but then they're able to have a hu human eyes on it and, uh, be able to make a determination. So I think that's the great thing that, you know, it, it's, it's making the process speedier in a way that it's speeding up the process, but at the same time you have the human on the other end that's still determining whether or not this is, you know, it's a credible threat. So, yeah, yeah I think in, you know, they always say zero eyes does. And so did uh, chief Worky that it's a force multiplier. It's something that, you know, that this one software solution can help, you know, save all these man hours. And I think that's a really uh, important thing here that it's not, you know, taking away anybody's job. It's not making the on the street officer, you know, obsolete. It's just uh, assisting them in doing something that they might not be able to do otherwise. Yep. hundred percent. Great. Well, um, yeah, Frank, is there anything else you wanted to add about, you know, what you've seen in AI out there? You know, I just, I just want to encourage those who are listening to not be afraid of it, to not be hesitant about it. Um, you know, a lot of us make decisions or take into consideration things that we've heard or seen, whether it's social media or in the news or out of Hollywood. Uh, really do your research and find out what the facts are. Hollywood's a so far cry away from reality. It's not funny. Um, social media and, and the news tends to hyper sensationalize everything. So don't don't believe that stuff. Do your own research. There's a big, big strength in AI and there's no sense trying to avoid it out of some irrational fear or lack of understanding. I would encourage our listeners to really do their research, learn what's out there that's going to answer their needs, and then pick the best solutions they can find. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning into this episode of the Officer Roll Call podcast. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And if you have any questions, any suggestions for us, you can reach us at editors at officer.com. Thanks and stay safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Officer Roll Call. Be sure to check back every two weeks for a new episode. Stay safe.